fabulous. It's good to see you on this uh, Christmas morning. Um, I have to make a confession. Um, I don't like Christmas. Oh, I know, I know, but I love the fact that it sets up for one of the best stories ever. But I am going to tell you a story that my granddad told me as a child. It was called The Three Little Trees. Now picture this on a hill. There's three little trees. They do talk to each other, don't worry. Um, and they share their dreams that they have for each other for the future. Now the first tree says, I want to be the best treasure chest ever. I want to hold the most precious treasure that this world can ever give. The second tree says, I want to be a mighty ship, a ship that sails like seas that are roaring high, that holds the king of kings and all amazing, important people. Then the third tree says, I don't want to do anything. I just want to grow and point to Jesus. Now the time comes where the woodchoppers come and slice down the first tree. And they're like, yes, this is my moment. I'm going to be that treasure chest. But this tree was made into a feeding trough. Then came the time for the second tree, for the swoop to come. And the tree was like, yes, mighty ship, here I come. But it was made into a simple fishing boat. Then the third tree just had this sigh when the woodchopper came and swoop came and the tr tree was down and was just made into simple beams that were just left lying around. Now there was one day where the first tree a manger, all of a sudden, a baby was placed into it. And the first tree at that moment knew that actually he wasn't just holding any treasure. He was holding the treasure of all times. The second tree, um, where it is a fishing boat, there was like 12 people, like 13 or so, in this fishing boat. And the winds were coming and they thought, oh my goodness, we're going to sink. But there's this guy just sleeping there, just fast asleep. And the other 12 are like, come on, you're the one that can stop this. And this guy just stands up and says, peace. And the winds fall and the waves go silent. That was the moment that the second tree went. Actually, I'm not just holding any king. I'm holding the king of kings. Then there came that day where the third tree was taken out of um, the carpenters. And he goes, okay, let's see what happens now. And he was made into a simple cross where this guy was, that was beaten and was covered in blood was taken that cross on his back up to this like hill 
cool. And we're named Golgotha. And he's like, I don't understand what is happening here. And then this man was being nailed to this tree. And the tree was just kind of went up. And at that moment, that was when that tree realized, actually, I am pointing to God. Because I realize that this isn't just any man that's on this tree. This is the son of God that is on this tree. Now, I think that's quite a cool story that tells kind of the whole life of Jesus in a very, very simple way. But I was thinking about this from Mary's perspective, about those three little trees from her point of view. Now, Mary, she was 14 probably at the time. So we would call her a child. Yet this massive angel comes along and says, you're going to have a child yourself. And she says, do not be afraid. And at that moment, you can imagine she is absolutely petrified. But yet she says, yes. A simple girl giving a simple answer to what would be an extraordinary life to come. Now the first tree, when I think about it, She's in a stable, a barn, whatever you want to call it. And she doesn't have anything to put her son in. But yet, actually, she knows that her son isn't just any son. That this is the son of God. That this is the most precious baby that she is ever, ever going to hold. Yet, she places him in a manger she couldn't do anything fancy for him. Then if we think about the fishing boats, yeah. Peter, James and John, the disciples, they'd have come off that boat and be like, you'll never guess what. Like this. Jesus said, hush. And all the waves stopped. And she's probably like, yeah, yeah. He's done that before. Great. Thanks for that. And she would have even witnessed like miracles happening. I mean, she was a bossy mum. The water into wine incident kind of thing, miracle happening. We think that's Jesus being amazing. No, that's a bossy mum that comes along and says, will you do whatever he tells you to do? And he's like, it's not my time. And she's like, be quiet and do what I tell you to do. Okay, so bossy mums, it's okay. You're allowed to do it sometimes. Then there's the cross. And I think of this moment with Mary. And when Mary, like seven days after you have a baby then, you would take the baby to the temple to be blessed. And there was a guy there called Simeon. And Simeon blessed Jesus. But he said some rather random words to Mary and let me read them to you it says this child marks both the failure and the recovery of many in Israel a figure misunderstood and contradicted the pain of a sword thrust through you 
but the rejection will force honesty as God reveals who they really are. This is a lady that had seen Jesus grow up from a tiny baby to an adult. And she's going, a sword thrust through my heart? Then she sees her son on a cross where a sword is thrust into his side to see whether he had died. And at that moment, that's when she thinks, those words from 33 years ago have come into place. But yet the great thing is, we know the spoiler. We know that actually Jesus didn't just finish there, die, and that's it, finito. We know that three days later that he rose again, which is pretty cool, isn't it? That on that day, he showed that he was the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the ultimate friends of all friends. Let me start from the very beginning. Mary was an ordinary girl that said yes. This baby that she had, the Son of God, is for everyone. It's for me and is for you, and is the ultimate gift at this Christmas time. Jesus is a precious gift who gives life, and life in all its fullness. Jesus is our King, where he does miracles in our lives. Jesus is our Saviour, who redeems so we can come to our Heavenly Father to have a relationship with Him. Now, I know at Christmas time you've got the turkey going on and uh, the gammon, am I right, Andrea? The gammon in the oven, okay. And sometimes God's just kind of knocking on your door, knocking on your heart, saying, do you want me to be your Redeemer? Do you want me to be your ultimate friend? Do you want me to give you life in all its fullness? And it comes at the most inconvenient time. But yet, if that is what God is saying to you today, then don't miss on this opportunity. So at the end of the service, there'll be a couple of us on the side there that would love to pray for you so that you know that this precious baby came for you and for you alone to die on the cross so that you can have a relationship with your heavenly father and know life in all its fullness. Amen.